sight of new lovers. He returned a few seconds later with a hot water bottle in one hand and with Howard, his ginger cat, in the other. He'd started doing that recently, making hot water bottles. He'd seen me do it the other week and had wordlessly taken it on as his task. Every night, no matter whether we slept at my place or his, he brought a hot water bottle up to me, handed it over with a smile. Told you was around, I said, gesturing to the cat. Howard turned and looked at me, his head upside down, his eyes surprised. He's a pain, Jack said, as Howard squirmed and jumped onto the bed. Jack was working temporarily in Newcastle for City Lights magazine. He'd moved down from Scotland for a while. The first time I went to his house, I had asked him why he had bought a cat. A man living alone with just a cat for company, I had teased. Every house needs a cat, he said. Every single one. Anyone who disagrees is wrong. Jack sat down next to Howard now and looked at me, a half-smile curving his lips. I wondered when I'd stop feeling giddy when he looked at me like that. I was punch-drunk, could often be found smiling happily, deliriously at myself in his bathroom mirror while I scrubbed my makeup off with his Nivea soap. "'When will you get curtains?' I said, instead of saying all that, feeling stupid with only my head poking out of the duvet. Jack considered my request seriously, though he no doubt didn't care about curtains himself. "'When we move,' The neighbours have seen it all anyway, he said with a raised eyebrow. It was one of our inside jokes that, how much sex we had, how good at it we were, so good we made a baby. What would you like? Nice ones, thick ones, I said. The light wakes me up. Consider it done. He pointed behind me. Pass me that. I blinked then looked and pretended to notice his iPad for the first time, that I hadn't just been holding it, my finger paused to open his email with a swipe. It felt hot in my hands as I passed it to him. He held it for a few moments, the screen blank. Rugby season started Saturday, he said. I turned over and lay on my side, propped up on one elbow. Howard settled between my feet, not pleasingly warm and silky like most cats, but fat and weighty like a doorstop. I've never known a rugby player, I said with a grin. Not at school. I gave a derisive snort. Seriously? Oh, I forgot you went to school in the Bronx, Jack said with a laugh, his hand disappearing underneath the duvet and resting on my hip my whole left side immediately stood to attention, prickling, a Catherine wheel of fire spinning in my belly. I tried to concentrate, but it was almost impossible. Just Newcastle's finest, I said. Not all of us can go to schools that have their own hymns and live-in staff. Tell me again, what you used to have for lunch? This was one of our favourite games, and I made Jack tell my friends and family about it all the time. He always managed to come up with another pretentious dish. He hung his head in mock shame. 
Tiger prawns with pak choy, he said with a meek laugh. It was deep and low, more of an amused exhale, like music. He covered his face with his hands. For the record, I am sorry. Pak choy, I said with a hoot of laughter. Pak choy. One simply cannot play lacrosse without being fueled by a hearty lunch of pak choy, he said. Our teachers had bulletproof vests, I said. They did not. Only for a term, after Johnny Steele brought a rifle in. Wow, he mouthed. He moved his hand to my thigh, fingers dancing lightly as if he was playing the piano. His hand felt relaxed against my body, but the expression on his face was troubled momentarily. Anyway, you should come one Saturday.